baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Adam Donick is here from the downtown Minneapolis Council. Adam, you'll laugh at this before I get into loser talk uh, because I, uh, you got to lift that microphone up. Adam, how tall are you? I'm about 6'2. Six 6'2. Two. Six two. You're pretty tall. I'm pretty tall. Uh, oh, see, now that microphone won't. Yesterday I was having the opposite problem with this microphone, it kept uh, bouncing upwards, and yours is. There you go. It's fine. We're doing great here today. You'll laugh at this. I get an email offering me, like, hey, Jason, would you like to have Carol King on the show? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Carol King? Like, that's a pretty big name. I'd love to have Carol King on the show. So I said yes. And then it was set up, and it turned out it was the actress who was playing Carol King in a show. So then I had to email back and say, Never mind. Like, right. I don't want the. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. This is this is what life is like when you work downtown at an office. It's just mishap after mishap. You had yesterday your big uh, sort of state of downtown meeting. Mm-hmm. And there, the headline, did you want the headline to be Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry says that you people uh, working from home are losers? If I could wave my magic wand, I don't think that that would have been the headline. But the good news is we've never had so many people talking about the state of downtown. So I'm trying to put. Did a you set it up? Did you? Was this a, a marketing ploy to get people talking about downtown? Again? <laughs> if, if it was, I wasn't made aware of the the ploy or the plan. <laughs> I, th- I think the mayor was clearly joking, and I think he, as kind of the top bully pulpit occupier for the city mm-hmm. is trying to beat the drum and say like please come back downtown very much so he, he was kidding in the one hand people laughed in the room i was there but he's been one of the loudest outspoken people about getting people downtown he wants more workers back here he wants more employees back here he wants more businesses open um i was with the with boma this morning speaking to their group uh just kind of giving an overview of the there's the building company. owners and managers yeah th- thanks for uh, clarifying the acronym but they were very excited about the mayor's comments. So there are some people down well, here. Well, they think that people working from home are losers. They would like to see more people down here. I'm not going to quite <laughs> take the bait. <laughs> uh, I don't I, – no, no one is a loser mm-hmm. for making a choice that's best for your family. And we have to acknowledge that as people are making these choices and they're looking at the financial savings that they're achieving by working from home, the perception of having more time for family and friends or more flexibility, that people who are working from home entirely, which I would categorize as different from the hybrid folks who are Mm -hmm. coming in one day or two days a week, uh, for the people which your data showed, it's about 35% of our former downtown population is gone. Mm -hmm. So for them, like, they're going to need something other than being called a loser to get them to come back downtown, right? 
Right. What they've essentially done is created their different community. They work, they get their coffee where they live. They go do their dry cleaning, get their hair cut, do all these sorts of things they used to possibly do downtown. They do that in their own community. Would we like them back down here? Absolutely. But I think the thing that I try to you know impress upon people is what are the incentives we provide for workers to come down here in the first place? How, how are we enticing them? One of it, those things is networking, mentoring, the sort of career development that you'd want to do as a young employee, you ask yourself, hey, I'm new at this law firm or I'm new at this uh, engineering and design firm. How do I learn from people who have been around a long time? That's harder to do virtually. It's hard to build those relationships. Yeah. And building that sort of team camaraderie is a challenge. But how can we incentivize that and get more people down here? Do you think, and we're talking with Adam Dunnock, who's the uh, president of the downtown council, is, is, this, is that sort of soft stuff enough or do we need to... Well, to me, you have two choices. One, you got to pay people more mm-hmm. to have them come to the office, or you got to give them free parking, free parking, or you have to discounted, subsidize daycare, dis- discounted parking, discount, yeah. discounted. Mm-hmm. Now, the city has done some things. Like I, I have this fifty-nine dollar parking card mm-hmm. that I can use for fourteen days. That's pretty good mm-hmm. on a per day parking. Mm-hmm. And then I have another card <laughs> that's. I think the price is going up to eight bucks. Uh, a day, which is still a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. And so I use that for the, you know, the other six days I'm in the office. Downtown. So it works out pretty well. There are bargains out there, but it's still people say, like, I'm not going to pay 200 bucks. Yeah. And you think you think about the cost of a meal downtown and parking and all that. It's that, all that, more. That, that adds up. It's absolutely. real stuff for it, people. I, th- I think one thing, there's other cities and, and communities looking at incentivizing the business saying, we'll give you. Uh, we'll give you an, a TIF extension, a tax increment finance extension, or we'll help provide some business subsidies if your workers come downtown a certain amount of days, if your employees oh, are here. Interesting. So there's been some of that. I met with a developer today. So that's what, that's what's helped Milwaukee come back. Down, their downtown is a little bit busier. They have a number of employers who require three days a week for their employees. You know, can we think about some of those bigger picture ideas? I think it's a mix of the individual employee employers and the individual sectors kind of figuring out what works best for them. And what, could, what are some other big picture policy items we could do, too? Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Adam Dunnick is here from the Downtown Minneapolis Council. Um, one of the things I think about uh, is whether we just look at our population downtown of workers and sort of say, like, all right, this is maybe where we're going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll ebb and flow, and but this is maybe reality. Um, Yesterday, you guys announced that Hennepin Healthcare is the new number one employer downtown. Target is number two. Um, but Target's numbers are also sort of inflated based on the number of people who actually come down to the office for them. Um, is that is that significant? Does that change downtown? It certainly shifts the locus of where the people are because Hennepin Healthcare is not in what we would – it's, what, five or six blocks off of Nicola, which is what we traditionally think of as the, the heartbeat. Right. It's, it's in a different place for sure, and I think – the positive news about our top employers is that 10 out of the 15 top employers added employees, so that's a good, that's a good indication. 
Uh, Target didn't add any; they stayed the same. But hadn't been healthcare added. I it's think growing. They're, yeah, yeah, their their employee employee base is growing, which is good news. And they have to be here. It, absolutely, they have to be in person. They're working in that right. in that uh, sector. I think, you know, it's more. What do we think about the central business district? What that's going to look like long term? Um, it's just going to be slightly different. I think what you're raising is what our 2035 plan, our long range vision, is trying to understand in the balance of live, work, and play. Which of those three categories are people spending more time? And increasingly, this happened pre-pandemic, but yeah. it's been accelerated. Increasingly, people are coming down here to live and to go out. And so, how do we have a downtown that caters to those audiences? We need to do. We need to do all three things. It's not that we do not pay attention to the people that come down to work. It's but, just going to take a little longer, right? right? Do you think it's productive to be talking so much about work from home because? To my interpretation is that it seems like people are they get really upset mm-hmm. when when you sort of threaten that they're going to have to come back to work. I don't because you're working on so many other things. Exactly. Right? As as long as there's a worker shortage, I don't think it's that helpful to talk about it. I really don't. I think that and that and the discourse on this over the last year or two has kind of shifted. At first, there were a lot of employers who talked to themselves about what should we mandate, what can we do. And now that's shifted into we have to have flexibility because people have choices. If their employer says you have to be down here five days a week, then all of a sudden some people might say, well, I'm going to go work somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've shifted my thinking on this mm-hmm. where I really, you know, frankly, until like Hennepin County makes people come down, mm-hmm. I think pretty much everyone else can just shut up because if the county isn't going to make people come down, mm-hmm. certainly a private business should do whatever the heck they want. Um, and – you know, we, it is what it is. Like, let's let's talk more about what downtown is going to look like as a neighborhood and how are we going to fashion transit in our community mm-hmm. if people aren't all coming to the central hub? That's true. Like, these are tough challenges, but also exciting. Yeah, that's where there's opportunity. I think we do need to start to rethink some of those things. The downstream impact of the lack of tax revenue. We saw the article in the newspaper recently about that. There's been a fair amount of discussion about that. Without people down here, if there's depleted values and people are contested the, the taxes that they're supposed to pay for property taxes, that's going to have a big impact on Hennepin County, no doubt. the city, the school district, so yeah. forth. You go on. And so what's that going to mean for our properties, for residents? It's going to drive up the taxes for property owners, for non-commercial industrial properties. Right. And so what's the impact of that public policy-wise? These, these local units of government have to understand that and I think grapple with some really difficult decisions. You re- uh, referenced the transit system. That was designed to bring people downtown. It was also designed for a nine-to-five schedule. Right. How different is that going to be? Neither of it. Yeah. We need to think about flexibility in some of these systems, I think, longer term. Yeah. Yeah, it's stuff that people have been talking about, but there was no real urgency to it. And now we see. It's like, oh, yeah, like – Everyone's uh, assuming that the city of Minneapolis and the schools and the county are not going to cut their spending. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be a big hole. Uh, it's just the reality. the The loss in value and tax revenue from a couple downtown businesses is equal to the total collections from like one of our wards in Minneapolis. Like, so it is right. a big deal. It's not just about protecting the fat cat, you know, investors from wherever who own the buildings. Mm-hmm. It's figuring out like, all right, well, how do we make this new future work? And the other thing it opens up an opportunity for is if there's discounted space, if there's space available at a decent price, 
can some entrepreneurs take those spaces? Can mm-hmm. we can we foster small business growth? Can we rethink the the uh, use for Skyways, for example? Can yeah. we have Nicollet Mall serve a different retail purpose? What does retail look like? It maybe isn't just a shop where you go in and and buy your clothes or your the things you need. It could also be experience based. Uh, that that sort of activity versus you know going going downtown to go to the puttery for example things yeah. like that are doing really well the experience based retail retail isn't really just brick and mortar yeah. go to Dayton's go to Target do we need zoning changes are there law uh, you know things at the city level that need to be changed to make things a little easier for businesses to try to flex some of these spaces into something different I think it's always important to look at those things. I don't think that they're inhibiting at this point, but I do think we should ask ourselves what kind of incentives we provide or what kind of programs. We have one called the Chameleon Shops where our retail owners have an ability to pay their their rents based on their their percentage of sales. So if they have a tough couple of months, they can still do really well. And that's done a great job in fostering some small businesses to to grow into something larger and explore their opportunities. Since you took this job, I've noticed how much you post uh, pictures of places downtown that you're visiting and which I really enjoy, like you're walking, walking the walk Mm -hmm. as well. What's the most fun uh, thing you've done downtown lately? Uh, Lately, I'd have to say hitting up the ice bar, which uh, was there for the Great Northern Festival. A lot of fun. Had a great time. I saw the mayor there. I saw R.T. Ryback and a few other friends and some folks from our team. And then getting to see— That was fun. That was a a great time. That was really good. It was fun to see so many people down on Nicollet Mall. It was a lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, And then then seeing a few Timberwolves games, too. They're exciting. They're playing well. It's a great environment. The— the team is doing great, and it's it's just fun to come down and, and have, a, have a good time at Target Center. Good. Good stuff. Adam, appreciate you. Thanks for coming in. Always happy to talk. Thanks for having me. Adam Dunnick from the Downtown Council, who did not take any of my bait on the loser question. You got, I mean, that's a professional. A lesser man for sure would have fallen in one of the traps I tried to set. 449, back in a minute on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 